Scott Kaplan taking to the airwaves on 710 ESPN. Right in the middle of the mega market. The epicenter, Los Angeles, California. I know we got people listening all over SoCal. We got people listening all over the world. How do I know? Dude, you guys are hitting me up on Twitter all day long. At Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Tag us at ESPN Los Angeles. By the way, I'll talk about this a little bit later on. Twitter went down yesterday. Twitter got hacked yesterday. And those of us who think we're super cool, like, yeah, that's right, verified, blue check mark, that's me, that's right, I'm cool. All of a sudden, yesterday became this great celebration from people who want desperately to be verified on Twitter, have not yet gotten their verification, and felt like yesterday, see, see, this is good. It's good to not be verified, because I'm telling you right now, there was about a two-hour window yesterday afternoon. When I was trying to tweet to people, this is right as we were getting off the air, right around 3 o'clock or so, we had handed off to Mason in Ireland, and people were hitting me up with, hey, tell me this or tell me that. What's the name of the app you guys were talking about? And I'm trying to tweet at people, and Twitter is not letting me do anything. And Twitter got hacked. I'll get to that later. And the celebration of the unverified. We'll get there. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And guests today will appear on ESPN Radio via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I'll say this. Uh, coming up later this hour, Judd Bushler is going to be here. So here's the thing about Judd Bushler. He's a three-time NBA champion, played with Michael Jordan, and played with those Chicago Bulls teams. This is the second three-peat for Jordan. He was a coach on Luke Walton's Lakers staff for two years. He's an assistant coach now with the New York Knicks, not living in the bubble. And he's driving around somewhere in L.A. I don't know. I think he may be going to a dental appointment. So Judd Bushler will be here. I'd love to hear his analysis of... If I'm in the mindset of a player, here's what I'm thinking in the bubble. If I'm in the mindset of a coach, here's what I'd be thinking in the bubble. And I really want to hear his analysis of the Lakers, who's in, who's hurt, who's out, who's not reported yet, and, and what it all means to both the Lakers and, and the Clippers. So Judd Bushler will be here later this hour. And yeah, I'm sure I will get to the last dance, that Michael Jordan documentary. You know, the thing is, most of us who watch that documentary – were and, and I don't know about you guys, but like I don't do anything anymore on a schedule. I mean, if I want to watch something, the idea is I'll watch it when I want to watch it. I mean, there's people listening right now to 710 ESPN, and I'm glad you're here with us today. But there are a whole bunch of other people that wind up listening at four, five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and they're listening on podcast on the ESPN app. So I am not accustomed to sitting down on Sunday night and making appointment viewing. But for that Michael Jordan documentary. I did. Every single Sunday night, I sat there and watched it. I didn't record it. I didn't flip through commercials. Dude, I watched that whole thing. Judd Bushler was a big part of it, and I want to talk to him about that because now people are still watching it because it's on like all the time because we're all waiting for sports to come back. So here's my first thought today. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, and this is kind of my first thought this afternoon. You know what I'm really loving? You know what I think is absolutely hysterical? I love the notion of the NBA snitch line. This is so funny to me. Let me make sure I get this whole thing. We all have these guys, coaches, staff, ball players, etc. They're all living in the bubble. 
And if anybody does anything that is against what we've been told, this is we, I say we, we're, I'm, I'm in the bubble now. I'm living in the bubble. I'm in bubble character right now. I'm a guy living in the bubble. And so you're telling me that if I see somebody do something that is not proper protocol within the bubble, I got a snitch line. Like, have you ever gone to a game and you're, you're at the game and they put up on the jumbotron, Hey, if there are some unruly fans and they're using bad language and they're a bunch of drunken morons and they're ruining your experience, text us this, right? You've all seen that before. Um, that's what the NBA snitch line is. The NBA snitch line is, Hey, Dwight Howard is not wearing a mask. Somebody go do something about this. The only problem for Dwight Howard is, ain't nobody got to call the snitch line, you know? Dwight Howard is out there on his own, no mask on Instagram Live. So Dwight is like, yo, they snitched on me. No, you snitched on you. This is your doing. But the snitch line, I love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers' whole point is, I'm going to snitch on LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I'm going to snitch on LeBron. Then I'm going to snitch on Pop. I'm going to snitch on everybody. Listen, if you find yourself, this is after the eight games, if you find yourself in a playoff series, you find yourself down 3-1? Dude, I'm calling that snitch line. Somebody hit me up with that snitch line. I'll call it. Bring. Bring. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello? Hello, NBA snitch line? Yeah, we're down 3-1. And uh, I saw LeBron uh no mask. How dare he walk around no mask? NBA snitch line? Somebody do something. Get LeBron out. And I thought Doc Rivers' point is, I'm just going to start snitching on people. This is so funny to me that there is a, an NBA snitch line in the bubble. In fact, I was reading a story the other day about Jimmy Butler from the Heat. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but he's in his hotel room. And he's staying at the Grand Destino. Does anybody, does that hotel sound familiar? Is, is it on the radar now of, of the average sports fan? The Grand Destino, guess who else is staying there? The Lakers are staying there. Yeah, same hotel. So Jimmy Butler all of a sudden gets a knock on his door. Knock, knock, knock. And security is there. And Butler is like sweating. He's drenched. And there were complaints inside the hotel that he was in his room working out and dribbling the basketball. So the snitch line is out there already. Funny thing is, I didn't realize how close these guys would all be. You know, I know that there's multiple teams staying in one place. And then, you know, according to Austin Rivers, LeBron got his own spot. You see that big thing right over there? You see that big hotel, that one big giant hotel? That's LeBron's place. And so uh, Butler got snitched on for what? For working out in his rooms. Like, hey, he's disturbing me, man. He's dribbling a basketball. I'm underneath this dude. Somebody go do something. It's not like they called him and said, hey, yo, yo, JB, you mind, man? Like, can you stop? No, you call the snitch line. I find this to be fascinating that there is a snitch line. But, you know, maybe we should all have a snitch line. Seriously. Like, maybe we should all just have one of these things in our regular daily lives. Because I don't know about the rest of you guys. I'm now starting to feel like the COVID thing that, for me, 
uh, I was like, okay, you know, it hasn't gotten too close. Yeah, I know a couple of friends, one guy in Florida, another couple that I know. I know a few people that have had it, but I don't know anybody so locally. I don't know anybody so close to me. And then all of a sudden, man, you start to get calls. Like I got a call. This is a true story. I got a call from uh, my 13-year-old daughter's friend's parents. And they're like, okay, so here's the situation. Our 19-year-old has been in his room quarantined for four days. We didn't really know exactly what his deal was. We went and got him a test. He's got a positive test. So now I'm thinking to myself, whoa, hold on a second here. Your kid was in his house. My kid was in that house. Um, now the, the other kid is getting tested. And if there's a positive test, then I got to figure out how to get my kid a test. And then I got to get me a test. And I'm just telling you that I feel like um, for the longest period of time, I was of the opinion, like I'm young, I'm healthy. I've got young, healthy kids. Um, I think that we'll be able to deal with this. Should it come our way? I don't want it. I'd prefer not to deal with it. Uh, I heard Tony Baselli tell me, dude, it knocked me down. I was in ICU for four days. I don't want anything to do with this COVID-19, but it's, it's starting to get a little bit closer, or at least that's the way I'm feeling. So I'm thinking maybe I need like my own snitch line of some kind, you know, like anybody, you know, who, who has had contact because we were talking about this just yesterday. You know, if you're the Dodgers or if you're the Rams, you might be saying, wait, in LA, We've got these laws now where if you've come in contact with somebody, you got to go quarantine for a whole bunch of days, and that could ultimately be impactful for the Dodgers or for the Rams. And I think I told the story yesterday that I was supposed to have Kevin Demoff on the air, the COO of the Rams. And he was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to lend the wrong opinion. I don't want to perpetuate something that's not accurate. So he bailed on me yesterday, which was fine. I, I totally understood and respected it. But I think my point ultimately is, is that this COVID thing, that has impacted our world, changed our world, changed our lives, changed how sports fans watch or don't watch because there hasn't been anything, changed how leagues uh, are going to finish or start. So it's just feeling like, like for me, and this is like my first experience. I don't know if you had an experience like this where you've got somebody close enough to you or maybe that you've been in contact with that you feel like, oh man, this thing has really closed in on me. That's certainly the way I'm feeling right now. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on, should we all do it together? Come on, let's do it together. You ready? You ready? I'll say three, and then we'll all do it together. One, two, three. Napa, Napa know, know how. how. There you go. See? There you go. Everybody in your car. You guys want to try it again? This is fun. I like, I, I, it's like one of my favorite little three-word jingles. One, two, three. Napa know how. I like to really put something into it. So there you go. All right, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I want to tell you that I've got a lot on my mind today. I talk about being over-caffeinated and ADD. Uh, there's a lot of stimulation here in my home studio, and I've got a lot of things that are on my mind today. I will talk about Twitter getting hacked. Yes, I will talk about that. I definitely plan on talking about the next who's not here story. You know, this Markeith Morris story and his brother over at the Clippers, Marcus, these two guys not being in the bubble, that, again, makes you start to say, why aren't they there? And I think we're all trying to put two and two together. So I'm going to get to that coming up. Hey, how about Zion Williamson leaving the bubble? Family emergency, got to go. 
Uh, that's a little freaky, only because if he leaves and if the family emergency is, again, putting two and two together, if the family emergency is something COVID-related, you know, he may have to go, then come back. And if he comes back, I'm telling you, man, one guy gets it. One guy brings it in, spreads it to, to the next guy, to two more, to four, to eight, to 16, to 32. I'd probably 64. I'm, that's kind of where it's going to end. But this thing, if they keep everybody completely disciplined in Orlando, then maybe, maybe this thing gets started and it makes it all the way to the end. But I'm just telling you, one infection turns into two, four, eight, sixteen, etc., and this whole thing could go down. Okay, coming up, I want to get to some of this Laker news. I've got a bunch of stuff from guys who've been speaking in Orlando. We'll hear from a bunch of those guys. I want to talk about the NASCAR race last night. Not that I care about NASCAR. It's the fact that twenty thousand plus people were in the stands in Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, by the way, did anybody see the highlights? Because I mean, come on, did anybody really watch the race? But the highlights are interesting because it's like, wait a second, that's a hundred and sixty thousand seat facility, and and there's twenty thousand people there, and the cameras showing me like 30 of them standing together, no masks. So I want to talk about that because it's related, by the way, to the New England Patriots saying we're going to have people at our games. Not as many, but we're making plans to have some. So I want to get to all of these stories. Uh, what else do I have planned? Oh, man, I got so much. Judd Bushler is going to be here and, uh, and he'll talk to us from an NBA coaching slash former player analysis standpoint. And I will say this. I got a ton of phone calls that uh, are out there and i just know what's going to happen today i'm going to get like everybody saying to me yeah i can't wait to get on the show and it's all going to happen at the same time so here we are day nine of ten this 10-day contract we have made it to day nine will we make it to day 10 that is the game plan why was twitter hacked who was hacked and how did it impact all of us sports fans yesterday afternoon? I'm going to get to that coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yo, LA, what's going on? Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. It is time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's some straight talk for you. I got a lot on my mind today. I really do. I'll tell you a couple of things. I've already mentioned you. Know, I'm going to get to some Laker stuff. I'm going to get to bubble life. I'm going to get to snitch line. I'm going to get to NASCAR with fans, the Patriots who are saying they're going to have fans, what that means here in Southern California, specifically in L.A., to the teams that are here that are planning on playing. You know, I was watching the Dodgers a little bit yesterday, and they're having this inner squad three-game series. And I'm watching a little of it on TV, and there's sound piped in, and there's kind of organ music, and everything looks like a baseball game and sounds like a baseball game. And then a ball is hit up into the air and you see that there's nobody there. And that's really the only difference. So I'm, I'm wondering why all these teams or leagues are force feeding the, the fan experience. I mean, did it matter last night if a, if a NASCAR race had 20,000 people there, or if it had zero people, hey, who's sitting behind home plate with the Dodgers? I mean, who, who are those five or six different people who I can't recognize because of their masks? That's another whole issue, right? Like you go places and people see you and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? And you're looking at them like, I don't know you. And then they remove their mask. You're like, oh, how you doing? Because you can't tell who people are, I don't think, especially when you're wearing a hat, sunglasses, and a mask, you know, then you really can't be seen. Okay, so let me say, a lot on my mind today, and I'm, I'm going to just tell you a few of those things because I'm going to get fired up as the afternoon goes on, okay? 
Something's cooking in Washington with the NFL and the team formerly known as the Red You Know What's. Okay? There keeps uh there there is this this perpetuated rumor that the Washington Post is about to air these guys out. And frankly, I'm not sure what's coming, but I'm sitting on the edge of my seat like give me some giant salacious bombshell because I've said it from the time I got on 710 ESPN I said to you because this controversy has been going on the last two weeks Daniel Snyder will be forced out of the NFL by the other owners they'll use racism as their reason they'll scapegoat him even though he's considered one of their own okay and and he will be Donald Sterling there in my opinion Dan Snyder will be Donald Sterling and and I really believe more than ever that that's the case and i'll just give you one quick reason why as i'm just getting rolling here there's this guy named larry michael he's the voice of the team formerly known as the washington red you know what's larry michael's been their lead play-by-play guy for 16 years i've known larry forever i sent him a text this morning hey congratulations on your retirement and i kind of thought he was going to get back to me like yeah it's not exactly a retirement pal well i know that if you resign quote unquote retire as a voice of an NFL football team, when you're still a very young guy and you got lots of years ahead of you, and this, this is one of 32 jobs, that's it. There are 32 NFL play-by-play guys in the league. And believe me, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of men and women who would all cut off their right, well, you know what I mean. They would do that to have that job. Listen, you don't retire when you're young like that. You don't resign jobs like that. Something big is brewing, and I'm ready for it to burst. So I'll get there later on in today's broadcast. I'll tell you something else I want to talk about today, and it's kind of getting under my skin now. I'm getting real irritated, okay? And I realize that for the last, call it six to eight weeks in America, everybody better watch their mouths. You know, you say something, it gets taken the wrong way, or you say something stupid and it's taken the right way. You get pounded on in this country. See Drew Brees, see Deshaun Jackson, see Steven Jackson, see Nick Cannon, see Dwayne Wade, see them all. To see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar write a piece in The Hollywood Reporter, and then to have somebody like Ice Cube, and oh, by the way, I'm a Cube fan, have always been an Ice Cube fan. All right, Boys in the Hood, one of my favorite movies back in the day. Friday, love it, okay? And even the movie about NWA, Straight Outta Compton, I loved that film. But I'm telling you something right now. There's too much hate, you know? There's just too much hate going on right now. And when, when, when white America was said, um, hey, we got to help, we got to contribute, Black Lives Matter, that is unacceptable, we can't see that. That can't happen. White America, we were said, hey, you guys got to help. We're like, okay, we will. Tell us. We want to learn. Let us help. Let us contribute, okay? Finally, finally, we got woke, if you will. That's the phrase. I'm trying to do my part. You know, I had this summit a few weeks ago. I took all these folks, interesting people, police background, and someone who'd been abused by cops who was a professional athlete who's a black man. And I, and, and I took all these different kinds of people. I said, let's have open, honest, candid conversations. Let's learn from another. Let's try and use communication as a way to get through this. But the hate speech that is out there right now, and um, and and I don't know what happened here. What 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 exactly happened? Why is now? Why are there so many guys going after the Jewish community? When did this happen? What happened here? 
I thought we were all supposed to be on the same page. And I love what Kareem said, which is you shouldn't be spreading hate. You know, you don't want hate, but yet you're pushing hate. And Cube, if you're listening today, dog, you are welcome. You are welcome to come on. No problem. I mean, I'd love to have Ice Cube on, but man, just, just, you're starting to get now where everybody is. I said it yesterday. If you want to take a side, take a side. Stand by it. Cube is standing by it. I don't like it. I may not be a fan much longer, but, you know, hey, Cube, you want to call 877-710-3776, 877-710-ESPN. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. So yesterday, get off the air with Mason in Ireland, only to find out that Twitter was hacked. And I don't know about the rest of you guys, but uh, Twitter is kind of part of my daily deal. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't because so much of what we're talking about is being spread and perpetuated on Twitter. But all of a sudden, it's kind of like you, you, you can't use it. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't use Twitter. Oh, my God, I need to communicate. Somebody asked me, hey, um, you guys, I was talking to Steve Mason yesterday. Hey, we were talking about this app that I've uh, just launched in the Apple App Store. It's called Sided, S-I-D-E-D, Sided Debates. And so um, some, some of the listeners heard me and Mason talking about that. And they're getting to me on Twitter and they're going, hey, what's the name of that app you were just talking about? And I'm trying to give them a link for the Apple podcast or the Apple app. Uh, app store and i'm trying to give them a link for the google play store and i'm pressing send and and twitter is telling me no send you're not sending anything and i'm like why what's the problem i can retweet something i can like something but for whatever reason i couldn't send it and i've got one of these verified check marks kind of a humble brag okay but for everybody that doesn't have a blue check mark who was able to still use Twitter yesterday, it became like this great celebration of I've wanted a check mark. I want to be verified. I think it's super cool and I can't get one. And now I can tweet and all you blue check mark people can't tweet. And dude, it was like, you know, my hands were tied. I needed to communicate. I couldn't do it. And I still don't even understand why Twitter was hacked and, and which accounts from Elon Musk to, to Barack Obama to Joe Biden to, uh, to Bill Gates and all this talk of Bitcoin. Bitcoin? I haven't heard of Bitcoin in two years. So crazy that, that a, a platform of that magnitude with what you would think would be like the highest level of cybersecurity known to man could still get hacked. And according to at least some of the reports, it was uh, part of it was an inside job. Okay, let me jump back in here, though, to where my mind is at, at least trying in an attempt to focus early in the day. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. The COVID stuff and its relationship to sports is what's on my mind. I see these stories. Markeith Morris, not in Lakers camp, not inside the bubble. His brother, Marcus Morris, plays for the Clippers. Same situation. You say to yourself, okay, just the same way a guy like Kenley Jansen was not with the Dodgers and you're trying to put two and two together and then ultimately he comes back and he tells you the story. Yeah, had it, dealt with it. Family had it. They dealt with it. I'm good, quarantined, clean, clean bill of health. They tested my 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 temperature. Um, they they stuck the, the, the Q-tip in my nose. I'm clean, I'm good. But when guys aren't showing up, I mean, listen, I I implore anybody who's been around anybody close it down shut it down don't go anywhere it's bigger than just you as an individual you know and so i i applaud these guys and i applaud the nba and the lakers or the clippers whoever for for saying okay we're on top of it stay away but i'm just telling you that the fear part of it is now and i mentioned this early on 
Here's my 13-year-old daughter. She goes over to her friend's house. I make the decision that it's okay. I know these people. They seem healthy. Okay, fine. Then what happens? A couple days later, hey, one of our kids who's been locked in his room the last couple of days all of a sudden has a positive test, and now I'm freaking out. And I'm just telling you that in real life, that's what's going to happen here. If somebody in that bubble gets it and gives it, and then they give it, it, this whole thing could completely get wrecked. And it goes the same for baseball. One guy gets it. He's standing on first base next to another guy. He passes it. That guy goes into his clubhouse. He sneezes. Next thing you know, team's down. And that's why even this week, the talk of the NFL, how can they possibly do this in our current state where guys are touching and hitting and bleeding and snotting and breathing and everything else all over each other. I don't know how this is going to happen. So listen, I'm bullish on bringing sports back. I'm starting to get a little freaked as things are coming a little bit closer. That's Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. You know, we've got another full weekend of golf ahead of us. I was watching a little bit earlier today, the Memorial. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash prizes don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. It's really easy to play. Here's what you do. You pick six golfers, you stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off, but that's already happened. Then sit back and follow the action. Hopefully you got in on this. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you are to winning some green. Rack up the points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings app right now and use the code BRISTOL to sign up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action for a free shot at $1 million. That's the top prize. The code is BRISTOL. You get a free shot at $1 million only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, we are officially underway. We've tipped off. We've kicked off. We're ready to roll. Let me welcome in my colleagues spread throughout Los Angeles. Let's say good afternoon to Bergman and Brawny. We're going to get these guys involved next. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting rolling. And I've laid out for you a million things that are on my brain today. Don't go anywhere. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Thursday afternoon on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I've told you now for, this is the ninth straight day, nine out of a 10-day contract. Dude, when I take the airwaves, dude, I come in hot, real hot. I got a lot of coffee in my system. I've got like one of those brains that it's just total ADD. Things are flying at all times. It's hard to keep up. Stick with me and try and keep pace. But by the time I get here now, I've got that deep breath thing going. And now I like to welcome in Bergman and Brawny, who've been working with me here for the last nine days. Really appreciate all your work, fellas. And uh, let me say good afternoon. Bergman, how are you? Good, man. I was uh, I got my morning coffee this morning, and I, I posted it on Twitter, but a bird ate a little piece of the food that I was eating off my hand, and I thought that was very cool. Wow. Um, do you think that's good luck? You know, like sometimes people say that when a seagull flies by and drops a bomb on you, that, um, you know, that's that's supposed to be good luck, you know? I'm going to say yes, just to hope that that's what it's going to be. <laughs> so you're, are, are you telling me you're walking down the street, you got a coffee in one hand and something else in the other hand, and a bird flies down and actually takes some of your pastry or bagel or whatever it is. You, or I don't even know if a bagel is, nah, bagel's not a pastry, but whatever it is that you're eating, you're telling me that a bird took a piece of it. 
No, it was a little bit different. So I go to this coffee shop and then I sit outside in, mm -hmm. on a chair and I drink my coffee and I eat my sandwich, which is a mm -hmm. wrap. It's a turkey wrap. And I took a little piece of the wrap and I put it in my hand and the, this little little bird hopped over, took a little bite and, and flew away. And I thought that was very cool. Were you trying to feed the bird or did the bird come take from you? No, no, no. I was trying to feed the bird because the bird is actually there every single morning. And mm. so finally I was like, I, you obviously want food. So I put a little in my hand and and ate and fed the bird and you're sure that it's the same bird every morning pretty sure they look exactly the same but i mean i don't know birds that well so maybe it's a different one mm, maybe you're a birdist did you ever think yes, about that maybe all birds look the know. same did you ever think <laughs> about that how dare you sir you are a birdist okay well um congratulations you know i don't believe Thanks. in this i don't believe in this uh good luck thing when a when a uh, a bird like i said drops bombs from the sky and it lands on you um, I was, uh, this is a few months ago. This is pre COVID. My folks were visiting from Florida. That's right. They live in Florida. They have the early bird special, darling. I'm telling you right now, Boca del Vista phase four. That's where they live. So my parents came out and I took them on like a day cruise kind of thing. So we're standing there before the cruise is going to take off. And I turn my back and all of a sudden I hear my mother like make this sound. I turn around and this bird must have been gigantic, like a pterodactyl of some kind. And this bird also must have had terrible stomach problems. And this bird made a mess all over my mother. I'm talking hair, oh, face, no. clothes, every. And my mother is standing there like still, like she can't move. And I'm, I mean, dude, I'm not joking. Down her face, nose, mouth, down. I mean, <laughs> me and my kids, rather than like running to my mom's rescue, like, oh my God, look what that bird did. We were like, we all were absolutely dying, crying, laughing. Not because we should be. <laughs> my poor mom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ma. But but it was just too funny, man. No, that's hysterical. I mean, did she find like five dollars on the road right after that? Well, that's just it. it. <laughs> I mean, there has I guess the good luck hasn't happened quite yet. So uh it's Scott Kaplan on seven ten ESPN. Let me say hello to Brawny this afternoon. How you doing today, pal? Uh I'm doing okay, Scott, but what I need you to I need you to do me a favor. Yes, sir. Whatever it is you're on, since you're so highly caffeinated, can you just send it my way? Because God I need it. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this with you about having a six month old little baby at home and not getting any sleep. What is the, the, the current situation? Well, the current situation is again, one in the morning she decided to wake up. My wife being amazing has been taking the night shifts because she knows I have to come into work, uh, all this week. And even when I woke up this morning, I had to feed our daughter and after feeding her and trying to hold her for, not even 10 minutes, I'm falling asleep on the couch. My wife has to come over, take the baby from me, and just tell me, kitchen, coffee, now. Yeah. Now, are you breastfeeding? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing both. No, I meant you. Oh, me? No. Okay, got it. I mean, even if I was, I doubt it would be, you know, any, I, I doubt there's any nutritional value to that. <laughs> That's the way that I took it when you asked that. And he's like, yeah, of course we are. It's like that, it's like that couple that you, like, you said, like, we're going here. We are pregnant. We're doing this. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I guess I'm still in that kind of mode. I need to break myself of that. But, Scott, seriously, I'm drinking four cups worth of coffee every morning, Jeez. and it's not enough right now. Yeah, dude, that is – it's hard. When you have little babies, it is so hard because you want to give mom her rest. 
because you know that mom's going to be you know with the baby a lot of the time especially if dad is out working and i don't mean to sound so chauvinistic like um you know like that's the way it works in the world like warren and june cleaver like that's the way it goes ward goes to work he puts on a suit and a tie he takes his briefcase he goes to work and mom's in the kitchen all day and she's got an, an apron on and when the kids come home from school peanut butter and jelly's on the table this is not the 1950s in fact really quickly last night my girlfriend and I were at a restaurant where, you know, one of these outdoor seating places and there's nobody there. And so she and I are getting, you know, this service. And, and at the end of the meal, the, the young man who was uh, waiting on us, he came over and he handed me the check. And, and I looked at my girlfriend, who's a very successful uh, businesswoman. And I said, don't you find that interesting that everywhere we go, they automatically give me the check? Like, like why, do, why is there this that the, this man and this woman are sitting down and you put the check on the side of the man. Why don't you in today's day and age just put it down in the middle of the table? You don't know who's going to take it. You have no idea. And I suppose he probably thought, well, they're a couple, they're married, you know, they're out in the suburbs. Um, you know, he's the husband, she's the wife, he's going to pick it. I was like, no, dude, move it over there. And, and it's just, it's one of those things that I think we're, we're conditioned to. And I just want to point that out. Like, yo, man, Move that thing. Get it out of here. Tonight's her night. Hey, it isn't game day, but uh, you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite, with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. I love it, by the way, when my girlfriend buys dinner. I do. I love dating a successful businesswoman who makes money and who uh, feels like, you know, we're partners in this deal. It's a major turn on. I can tell you that right now. Hey, coming up, I watched some of this Dodgers scrimmage yesterday at Dodger Stadium. No fans in the stands, although there were a couple of live bodies behind home plate. But they did try and create the sound of a baseball game assuming that there are a lot of people in the stands. I want to get to what the Dodgers did last night and how it applies to other sports like NASCAR with 20,000 people in the stands or the New England Patriots saying that they're going to have 20% capacity at their home games. I'm not sure now. Are we in a, a situation where this is a league thing? Is it a state thing? Is it a city thing? If, if, if the Rams can't have people in SoFi Stadium, why can the Patriots have people in Gillette Stadium? I got a lot to get to. Mind is on fire today. Glad everybody's here. Don't go anywhere. I'm getting to the Dodgers next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Thursday afternoon, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hope everybody's having a great day so far. Hope you are healthy and safe wherever you may be listening today. Whether you're cruising around in your car, listening on the actual real terrestrial radio airwaves, or maybe you're somewhere else in Southern California or around the world listening on the ESPN app, make sure you hit me up at Scott Kaplan on Twitter and tag us at ESPN Los Angeles. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you the unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Okay. Coming up in just about 10 minutes from now is Judd Bushler. And Judd is a guy who had an amazing career as an NBA player because there he was right next to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on those three-time champion teams. I'm talking about there's the first three championships for Jordan, and then there's the second three championships, and Bushler got to be a part of those. He also was a Lakers assistant coach for a couple of years under Luke Walton, 
and now is an assistant coach with the New York Knicks, although the Knicks aren't in the bubble. And I think Judd is driving around somewhere in L.A. today. And I think he told me he had to go to a dentist appointment. But the point is that I want to hear what Judd Bushler would think about being a player in the bubble and the focus and the concentration and the discipline that it might take uh, and it will take. And I also want to hear his perspective from the coaching standpoint of, of what you might have to be thinking and doing and prepping your team for the eight game quote unquote preseason and then pulling yourself into the playoffs. So Judd Bushler right around the corner. And yeah, you know what else I want to talk to him about? Did you guys watch Bergman? I, I have to assume you watched every minute. Like I know I did. Did you did you watch the last dance on ESPN? Oh yeah, I watched every single second of it and it was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And I knew what Michael Jordan was saying beforehand. He's like, you know, a lot of people are going to think I'm a jerk when this thing's over. And I love Michael Jordan, I do. And um I you know, to me, he there was nobody that made me want to sit down and watch a game. Um I can tell you that covering the NBA playoffs particularly this is going back a long time ago but when when Jordan was dominating the east and nobody could get over not Patrick Ewing and the Knicks not Alonzo Mourning and the Heat you know I got a chance to be really close to that because I was living in Miami at the time and I was you know the Heat were about a 10 year old organization and so for Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen and, and and Phil Jackson and that traveling show to come to Miami and you know people think wow we got Alonzo Mourning and and Tim Hardaway and this is a team that could possibly beat those guys we were all living in a fantasy world you know not just were we those of us that were covering teams that were in the eastern conference but everybody that was in the west too because none of those guys not charles barkley not carl malone none of them could get over on michael jordan and the bulls judd bushler will be here in just a few minutes scott kaplan on 710 espn and i will say this i'm so curious to see how sports will look and sound when they ultimately do return but i do think that we're getting a very good indication i think we can kind of figure it all out right now when you watch for example to me these are the best guys at it when you look at boog shambi and the job that espn does in a time slot where nobody is watching okay nobody is watching no disrespect no one is watching korean baseball at 2 30 a.m pacific time but if you for some reason had, like let's say you can't sleep or your stomach hurts and you wake up and you can't fall back asleep and you turn on the TV and your natural inclination is to turn on ESPN and you watch one of these games, you're like, wow, that that's a baseball game and that looks like baseball players. And by the way, if I close my eyes, it sounds like what a major league or a professional game is supposed to sound like. In fact, I'll play this for you. Last week, we had Shambi on the show. Boog Shambi, the play-by-play -play voice of ESPN's baseball. And he gave us a shout-out, but, but I don't forget about what he's saying. Listen carefully to the background and how it sounds like there is a crowd and there is energy. Go ahead and play that, Brawny. So, Eduardo, yesterday I was on a radio show with my buddy Scott Kaplan out, 710 ESPN Los Angeles, and he was interrogating me on KBO Baseball, so I made him get up this morning to watch. No, is he up? Yeah. He's, he's up. Where, oh, he's up. In right LA? Now. He's in LA. Whereas oh. he likes to say it, the southern part of LA, San Diego. <laughs> Maybe you should go have some breakfast with Sut. I know Sut is not up. Oh my gosh, Sut is so not up. Did you hear that? You hear the background? 
you hear the background noise, the ambient noise, like there's a crowd and, and there's a pitcher who's got a ball in his hand and he's getting ready to pitch and you just hear the murmuring around the ballpark. I mean, it really, really makes me, the viewer, close my eyes and now I'm the listener and I'm like, okay, sounds like a baseball game. And when I open my eyes, looks like a baseball game. Watching the Dodgers last night uh, air on television, or you can go back and look at their website and you can see it and hear it for yourself. They're, they are all trying this now. How can we make this feel for the viewer who can't be in the ballpark? How can we make the experience for the viewer and probably the listener as well? I, I assume on radio as well. How can we make this look, feel, and sound like what the fan is accustomed to in an empty ballpark. And I'm watching this Dodgers uh, scrimmage last night, and I don't think, okay, I don't think it sounded quite as good as what ESPN is doing with this KBO baseball, but I'm also going to be willing to say to the Dodgers telecast, hey, I, I get it. You guys are just experimenting. Like, where do you come up with crowd noise? Like, what do you do? Download it from YouTube? You know, what do you, 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 you search baseball crowd noise and you just let it run behind it i mean it's got to be i would think this is going back to our conversation earlier this week with kevin harlan it's got to be a tough thing for an audio engineer to be watching and listening and all of a sudden there's the crack of the bat and if the ball's going deep 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 are you supposed to like amplify the noise so that the person at home who's watching or listening is supposed to get that i'm not really sure i can just tell you this i watched a soccer game yesterday from italy on espn i didn't know who either of the teams were and i had no interest in the game it just so happens that my natural inclination is to turn on the television and turn it to, to espn and there's no sound there's no crowd i can hear the players on the field i kind of liked it like that natural sound but you look last night Okay, here's the Dodgers, and they're experimenting with what it should look, feel, and sound like. And there's like six or so people sitting behind home plate. I presume those are executives. I couldn't tell who was who because they all were wearing face masks. Um, but you see that these games are going to be played, and no one's going to be there. But then wait a second. Last night, Bristol, Tennessee, 20-plus thousand people at a NASCAR race. I'm trying to figure this out. If I were willing, if I were fearless of the coronavirus, I got no fear, none at all. I'm going to a NASCAR race. I love NASCAR. I love seeing guys in stock cars go running around this circle 200 times. Man, this is exciting. I'll be honest with you. I've been to a couple of races, and um, if you're in the pits and you're walking around and you got real all access, I mean, it's kind of cool. I could never imagine being one of 160,000 people who, and by the way, I got it. A lot of people love NASCAR, not one of them. But to think that last night, 20,000 people would go into a 160,000 seat facility and rather than everybody spreading out, don't social distance me by six feet, social distance me by 20 feet. There's 160,000 seats here and there's only 20,000 of us. Would you please move over and give me my room? Because, by the way, you run into some people, dude, out in public that are just freaking rude. Some people are like anti-mask. And when they see you wearing a mask, I've seen it, man. People get angry. Or some people are pro-mask and other people are anti-mask. And the person who starts yelling at the person who's anti, I mean, dude, there's been fights in grocery stores over who's wearing and who's not wearing a mask. If I were going to go to a NASCAR race like I saw these people last night, the, the highlights, 
I, I see Kenny Maine on ESPN. Let's go to Bristol, Tennessee, and a bunch of guys run a car around a circle, and then one guy, you know, waves to the crowd, and they show a crowd shot, and there's a whole bunch of people there all sitting right next to each other, and not one. I swear to you, I am not exaggerating. Not one person is rocking a mask. So what is the deal? Like, I, I applaud the KBO baseball broadcast because it looks and sounds and feels like a game. I applaud the Dodgers for their effort last night and their, and I'm sure they're going to be working out the kinks in their new normal world that they've got a broadcast in to make it look sound and feel like it was supposed to look sound and feel in all these years past NASCAR fans. I don't know what's up with you guys. What are you people doing sitting on top of each other with no masks? And even the new England Patriots today are announcing that they expect that they will allow 20% of their fans into Gillette stadium for NFL football games. I'm not getting this because if you're the Rams, you're you, there's nobody that's going to be in SoFi Stadium. But you're telling me that in New England they can allow for 20% of of the stadium's capacity? What are we doing? Shouldn't the NFL say, "Look, it's got to be league wide. We got to shut it down. No fans." I'm just I'm surprised. I'm I'm borderline shocked at the uh, brazen sort of. Uh, entitled kind of attitude like it's not going to come to me and i admit i admit dude i do early february you know my mind was on kobe it wasn't on corona and i wasn't even sure that it was anything other than you know just a flu but that's stupid me and it's also february and then here we are now and it's mid-july and one of my kids friends you know brothers has it and man it's closing in dude wear a mask and frankly, watch on TV. It's just as good. All right, coming up, Judd Bushler is going to be here. He is a former Laker assistant coach. He is currently a New York Knicks assistant coach. They are not in the bubble. And he is a three-time NBA champion with Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls. Judd Bushler is going to talk bubble life next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.